When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm so delighted. So what? Hiya. It's the end of the week, I think. Um, I don't know. It's been, We're doing this on Thursday tea time. I was just saying to you, Sam, I've had a really weird day and kind of nothing has happened all day. I don't, I don't really know where well, the day's I mean, gone. Mate, what do you expect in the current climate? Yeah, but there's always something happening. Do you know you what I mean? You haven't even seen a horse something. go by outside your window or anything the, like that. I haven't that. seen the horse at all since this lockdown started. The estate horse has been nowhere to be seen. Fucking locked so in I don't where know it whether it's, I don't know whether it's regarded as a non-essential horse and it's confined to its uh, shed or wherever they live. Listen to but, um, a great, don't know. great talking on horses. I told a great lie to my kids the other day, which actually is <laughs> quite good because I thought it would be quite a good thing for us to get the cunters involved with, which was that as as the boredom gets deeper and deeper in isolation <laughs> yeah. and you're spending every moment of the day with your kids, right? Which mm. is unusual because usually they're off at school and you're off doing your own thing, right? You have to up the ante a bit in the sort of shit you tell them to amuse yeah. yourself. The other day, I can't remember how it came up, but my good wife went along with it at the dinner table. I tried to claim to them. My son sort of fell for it for a while. My daughter's too canny and cynical. But just to amuse myself, I claimed that in the 80s, when me and um, my wife were kids, I said, they well, cows didn't ex- officially exist. I said, they were... <laughs> um, Margaret Thatcher, who's the Prime Minister, banned them, right? Yeah. Um and there was there were horses and very and so there was no milk or they told there was milk but they lied about where it came from they didn't tell us it was Jesus from animals Christ. right and yeah. the occasion You're thinking on your feet with this were you yeah and i said occasionally a um if a <laughs> if a if a cow escaped from like the huge prisons cow prisons they kept them in yeah and was spotted the government would just claim it was a deformed horse <laughs> <laughs> how would they how would they do this would they do like a press conference they like just do write, it every day at the no, you'd call like not down industry it wouldn't be that high level you might speak to like the ministry of agriculture the defra bar, yeah you speak defra Them. and you go hi i'm a journalist i'm calling up from the mirror we've, a, we've got some pictures that have been sent in to us of a, of a weird animal uh, it's and they go. Well, what's it look like? I mean, people are saying it's this mythical creature, the cow. Look, mm. we've been through this many times. Cows do not exist. This is mad David Icke stuff. This is flat Earth nonsense. There is no such thing as yeah. a cow. Just as there isn't a fucking, you know, just as gr- griffins or what other mythical creatures are there, right? Unicorns. Unicorns. Is it? They don't exist. If you, what you probably saw was a deformed horse. Right? Yeah. So if you want a statement from us, you know, this will be the press office at DEFRA. 
if you want a comment from us, we don't usually comment on mad conspiracy theory stuff. We'll say <laughs> it was most likely a deformed horse. A deformed horse, you say? One that was completely white with black patches, two small horns, and a massive tit dangling out of its ass. <laughs> tit ass. Yeah. You get, yeah, and the bloke at Deborah's giving it. Yeah, you do get, you do actually get. Um, horses with tits hanging out of their asses. Some of them are born that way, and it's a real shame. You can't race those ones. <laughs> and your kids fell for this, you say? My son, who's eight, was a bit like, what? You know, got drawn yeah. into it a little bit. My daughter's just like, fucking hell, mate. Even by your standards. <laughs> do you know what That's I mean? Weak. Yeah, she's like, even by your standards of total and relentless <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> you're really like scraping the bottom of the barrel. This this quarantine thing is not going well for you. <laughs> you're sitting around a table trying to convince people that cows didn't exist in the 80s. Why? To what end? To what end, father? What will you achieve yeah. by this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had and to you hand sat it there to just slowly shrinking into yourself. Like my son's doing um, the Egyptians at the moment for school, you know, because they're doing all their schoolwork online. And I mm. said, do you think the Egyptians were aliens? I'm sure I'd heard something at some point. Mm. I'd heard a theory. Because the Egyptians, someone's telling me about all the things they came up with. They fucking invented everything. Like, pretty much everything. Yeah. They just came yeah. up with it. And then everyone forgot about it. And then it came back years later, but over a much longer period of time. Turns out they'd already done it. They'd yeah. fucking we'll done do it. I'll see about it all. Yeah. I'd love to do a deep dive into the Egyptians, right? <laughs> Because I don't know enough about, and my son's embarrassed me by having all this knowledge, and all I could bring to the conversation because I can't remember really learning much about Egyptians at school. I must have been off ill that mm. day, but I said I'm sure I heard a theory. Not saying it's true, but I'm sure there is a theory that the Egyptians were in fact from another planet, and that's how they managed to do so much wacky shit so quickly that they'd just yeah. come down. They're a more intelligent race. It would also explain their get-up, wouldn't it? Because they wore some fucking really rascal... Yeah. As, as they would say in Essex, some right rascal gear, right? Big gold hats and all that stuff. Men in, <laughs> men in eyeliner, like, you know, like Roxy Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? They, they looked... Well, they looked the business... To be honest, but it certainly was like sort of space agey shit. They came up with all the Bowie stuff like centuries before Bowie yeah. was even born, right? Well, I mean, I've I've got a theory that Japan has been lowered down from outer space. Oh, Japan is not yeah. of, of not of this earth, That's is it? That's not a real place. That's you know a space I mean? and place. You see, you see where it is, where they've positioned it. They've just gone. Oh, there's a patch there. We'll just drop it down drop there on that fucking island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. And yeah. we'll just set up loads of fucking. Mad like space trains and n everything in neon and signs and shit. Vending machines that sell knickers. knickers and things like yeah. that. <laughs> there is an island on the pla on the primitive planet Earth. We will set up our own alien commune there. We shall call it Japan, <laughs> and we shall do knickers vending machines. To but to what Ma end? Mainly. <laughs> to confuse just because to confuse the primitive humans <laughs> to toy with them <laughs> have you got any better ideas uh, dickhead it's something to do to pass the time we are such an advanced race 
here up in space that we have done everything. So it's boring now. We've invented everything. So now let's just start dicking around with other people's planets. <laughs> Nick offending machines. Totally. Uh-huh. We will do what we did with Egypt centuries ago, but better. This time with vending machines full of knickers. Here's another idea I have had. We will trick them into eating uncooked fish. <laughs> but not just that. We will serve it. We will serve it on a fucking conveyor belt on tiny saucers. <laughs> They'll never go for that. The knickers thing I can see, the appeal. But the raw fish on a conveyor belt on a fucking saucer. No one's going to pay four quid for that. Are you fucking mad? I bet, I bet they fucking will. Okay, 100 quid says they won't. Here's a sport I have Bet invented on. for them in the Earth, in our Earth commune, Japan. <laughs> really fat humans wrestling each other in nappies. <laughs> Japan will have no fat people. They will all be quite small. Apart from the wrestlers, it will be huge. And they will have babies, nappies. And they will cover their hands. In talcum powder and wrestle for the entertainment of the people. People will buy. That sounds shit. Don't you know that on Earth, the primitive humans like to watch sports such as their football and their basketball, which are exciting, to be fair. No one's going to watch fat men wrestling in nappies. They fucking will. Fucking trust me. I've thought it all through. <laughs> also, get this The walls in this commune In the buildings They're not going to be made of bricks They're going to be made out of fucking paper <laughs> Why? For a laugh I've blown my fucking mind with this one For a fucking laugh They'll never go for it A wall's not a wall if it's made of paper It doesn't do fuck all it doesn't insulate heat or sound or warmth. Don't care. We'll tell them that it looks nice. We'll sell it on that basis. <laughs> we will get them to tell everyone it's an ancient culture, but we have just made it up on the spot. We will make out that you can arrange the furniture in your home in a way that it makes you happier, and we shall call it Feng Shui. <laughs> Put that chair over there. It'll stop your existential crisis. Ugh, Are you feeling me. a bit down in the mouth? Well, why don't you fucking put your telly in the other corner? <laughs> That'll cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, Japanese culture there. Uh, yeah. Not to belittle it, because I think it's fucking cracking. I mean, I've never been to Japan, but I'd bloody Japan love to. Japan is the one place on the planet I really want to go yeah. to. Yeah, Tokyo. So, um, I mean, the thing is, I don't know about you, but lockdown has made me so much more... Um, so much thinking so much more adventurously about mm. international travel because yeah. I don't miss going up the shops as much as I miss the idea of be, the idea of being able to say, Oh, I could get on a plane and fucking fly to mm. all these places I've never been. I've never been to Australia, I've never been to Japan. Mm. You know, I've, I've been, fuck, I was thinking about that, I've not been to fucking anywhere really. Do you know what I mean? No, mm. I'm not, I mean, apart from America. I did go to Russia when I was a kid, but you know I've never been to anywhere particularly dangerous or exciting it's, or adventurous. 
And now I'm sort of thinking about the whole time because once the opportunity, yeah. because you know the opportunity's there, you know the possibility's mm. there. Once the possibility's not there, you think, what the fuck have I been doing? I mean, you know, I love Thinking the about- I love the Isle of Wight. I'm not going to sacrifice my trips to the Isle of Wight, mate. Mm. I mean, Tokyo or Shanklin, I'm probably going to go for Shanklin every time. But every time. But you know, last year I think I went to Isle of Wight five, six times. Maybe I could just could have got to Tokyo once. Yeah, I could have gone to Tokyo like once. Yeah, but I don't know what the coining situation's like in Japan. Well, I bet it's brilliant. Knowing them, there'll be they've a got, fucking big robot with coins coming out no, of its mouth. They've got a different thing, haven't they? What's it called? Pachinko or something like that. They've Pachinko. got different coin games. It's like their coin-in game, but it's fucking but madder. Mad. <laughs> Much madder. <laughs> well, I've had a look and there's a book, the, the Usborn, who did the Usborn book of ghosts. They don't seem to have done a one about Egypt. They've done a, they've done a 32-page one for kids. Uh, but my fucking hell, the ghost ones for kids, isn't it? That's only 32 pages, so we could get that book. I'll get that, yeah. It's age, it's age four plus. That's sure, so, uh, all right that'll for be us. good. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that on uh, on Amazon. Because another thing that, I, I want to know about them is they've come along, they've built the pyramids, they've invented paper mm. and writing, right? And yeah. glam rock and all sorts of other androgyny, loads of other yeah. fucking stuff, right? And then they disappeared again. Why? Did they were they like the mm. dinosaurs? Did they all eat each other, get too fat, and die of fatness? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's a version of it. Oh, it's oh, it's on Kindle for ninety eight pence. Oh, I'm getting that tonight. Egyptians, Usborne edition. <laughs> Egyptians, what the fuck were they up to? And what? I'm and where did now. they go? <laughs> I've just bought the cunt. By, I bought it now by Professor John, by Professor Sir John <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> Earth's most prominent <laughs> Egypt scholar. It's called Egypt. What the fuck? <laughs> Age four plus. It's got to be the um. Oh, hang uh, on. I'm going to have to put. I'm going to have to hold on. Someone's banging at me. Oh, oh, oh just as you said that the day had been uneventful. Red hot contents. Right back. It was my daughter. Ah, right. That um, was okay. Carry so, on. Where were we? Yeah, so, so I've got that Egyptian's book. The Egyptian. We'll do that next week. And then, and then it like it might be worth deep diving. I mean, <clears> or, <throat> or doing a World Cup of Ancient Civilizations or something like that. Because yeah, once we dealt with yeah. them, you got the Greeks to think about. I'm a big fan of them. The Romans, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the ones. <laughs> nah, just dismiss the Romans. Well, if I had to choose between those three, I'd say Egypt. I'd say Greek, Egyptian, Romans, but. As I've said, yeah. I don't know much about the Egyptians. And then what you want to get into is your fucking South American civilizations, don't you? Your Incas and Aztecs. your Aztecs. What? Mm. I mean, that's there's a lot of mystery surrounding them, like those mm. frogs that they lick, etc. This is going to end up with me and you somewhere in, in Mexico mm. um, taking peyote, isn't it, and doing a podcast. And being kidnapped by the cartel for convoluted yeah. reasons we don't quite understand. <laughs> two podcasters, and finally on the Today programme, two British podcasters have been slaughtered by a Mexican drug cartel <laughs> on a working trip gone wrong. <laughs> the, the British, the, the ambassador in Mexico City is said to be making inquiries as to the circumstances that led up. Andrew Dawson and Samuel Delaney, two fathers in their 40s, had gone to, according to their social media feeds, take peyote and do a podcast. 
They were both the found podcast... beheaded in the jungle. <laughs> the podcast became famous in its early years because of their um, insistence on recording from their homes and travelling nowhere. But during the lockdown, they became obsessed with going to Japan and Mexico, and that is what led to their sad deaths. They had developed a series of troubling conspiracies about various countries in the world, specifically Mexico, (laughs) Egypt and Japan, and had gone to find some answers once and for all, as they described it. Unfortunately, all we are left with now are questions, some of which may never be resolved. Questions and photographs of their beheaded corpses, which were put on social media by their captors. But, um, by their gleeful captors. Their there unrepentant captors. There we go. There's more chaos happening at my house. Oh, not the, the dog, dog now as well. What's he one? Yeah. I don't know. I ignore it. Mm. Ignore it. Um, where are we? Anything else? Well, well I was, yeah, I started off by saying that I've had an uneventful day. Yeah. It's been livened up quite severely in the last 15 minutes. It. Then you start doing a podcast... Then the dogs, then your daughter's at the door, the dog's yapping. I mean, in comparison yeah. to most people's isolation lives, you're living like, you know, Liberace in his prime. In his pomp. You're like a um, rhinestone cowboy. Getting, getting back to what you were saying at the beginning there about uh, bullshitting your kids and stuff like that, we're now at like week four sort of thing of the lockdown, aren't we? I think it's week and five, if you think, but anyway. Is it into week five? Mm. But it's it's that point where when it's the school summer six week holidays. Yeah. This is the point where everyone starts to lose their shit yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So now that we've got the kids all the time, that's where we're at. I think, and we haven't even had the luxury of being able to go anywhere and have a holiday to be able to let a bit of pressure off. No. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. I wonder if it would be possible to do, you know, everyone's finding ways of doing virtual everything. So first it's like, mm. oh, let's have a virtual pub night, which I know you've done with your mates. I've done something similar yeah. with my mates. And um, we've done a family quiz night with my whole family on Saturday. We're doing another one this Saturday. People are doing a lot of comedy shows like um, Alex Lowe, Clinton Baptiste and Barry from Watford yeah. and various other comics, lesser comics who we don't know or like as much, uh, no. are all doing... Uh, comedy shows online and that's working well maybe come summer there will be such a thing as a virtual holiday where you just go right i'm gonna take two weeks sit in the garden Mm. and stare Mm. at on my computer of a live stream of a beach in spain yeah i don't know listen to some um some bad karaoke 
You know, like oh, all of our different ideas and projects and franchises surrounding Top Flight Time Machine that we have so mm. many dreams of. I have been thinking of like once the travel sector's back up and running, once the crisis is over, whenever that might be, it would mm. be a really good idea to do Top Flight Time Machine holidays <laughs> like a travel agent, right? Sell them. Not go on them with the. Oh no, the, we're not the, going. The couldn't us. Nah, we'll do video messages for the plane when they're on their way there. Hi, yeah. thank you. That'd be good. Yeah, Th- we mm. thank you for choosing to take your holiday with Top Flight Time Machine Holidays. We're Andy and Sam, and we really appreciate your money. I mean, your custom. Um, <laughs> we're sending you to Dis and Dat Land. <laughs> yeah, we could arrange it to a lot of the places that feature in the. Um, in our dis and that tales and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we'd be we? like virtual holiday reps, wouldn't we? Exactly. Our holograms could appear in the reception of the hotel. Exactly. AM on the Tuesday Fucking morning. Great, mate. And we'll try and sell them excursions. I remember loaded. I, I remember when loaded was like really in its prime and was like you know the the big magazine in the uh, in the nineties. They were. I remember the company were talking. I'm pretty sure about setting up a loaded holiday company. Wow. And it would have flown. Yeah, that would have worked. It would have flown, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. I mean, imagine how horrible it would have been to have been on such a holiday. Oh, awful. It would have been awful, yeah. but... Awful people. Uh, people would have definitely signed up to it. Mm. Different times. Different times. Hey, there's some um, there's some stuff coming in the mailbag. Oh, yeah, that? let's have a look. Uh, there's one that's just come in right now. Again, we'll do one live, as we did last time. Uh, and it's from... Can't see his name. Oh, it's from Joe. And he says, lad in my school inexplicably turned Scottish mm. after going to see a Queen of the South match. Right. He spoke in a thick Scottish accent for months. No fucks given. Uh, and he says, the crowning glory was his order in a packed chippy, which was haggis, <laughs> knee chips, knee chips and a tin of ginge. A tin of ginge? <laughs> It's amazing the extent to which one of the, the biggest themes in anyone's adolescence is someone going to another country for a quite short period of time and coming yeah. back pretending they're from that country. It. So yeah. I I know more than one person. One is my brother-in-law and who's a few years younger than me and another one was a, a girl who we were really good mates at school, both of whom came back from... Two week trips to America, affecting an American accent and pretending to get the words muddled up as well. Like, stick it in the trash. Oh, sorry. I mean the rubbish. Oh, God. I mean, I've just been in America for so long. I'm I so keep used to being in America. Yeah. So, America's yeah. a classic one. Uh, I did. I did it all the time with Italy. I would. I would do it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I can admit to it now. I would do that a lot. I was back and forth to Italy quite a lot. But bear in mind, I don't fucking speak Italian at all. Do you know what I mean? So mm. uh, I might have been back and forth a lot, but not enough to fucking pick up much of the language other than the odd word mm. like grazie, which I would try to chuck in to conversation thinking that it might convince some girl to get off with me because I'd said yeah. grazie rather than thank you. Never worked. And you're riding, riding around on a Vespa and drinking cappuccinos. Well, as soon as I was thing. old enough, I got a Vespa. But Biscoff. yeah, all of that sort of stuff, yeah. With a free Biscoff. If I served a coffee to a girl in my house, I'd always chuck a Biscoff in. That's just normal because I'm Italian. You know, you can have that gratis. 
No problem. So Where's wait, Biscoff from? Italian. Biscoff's Belgian, isn't it? Yeah, fat nose. <laughs> Did we work that out? Yeah. yeah same thing. Um, Colin Wilkinson says, I was just catching up with the episodes and I pissed myself at the 12-year-old Elvis impersonator. Reminded me of this cunt in my class back in the late 80s when I was 10 or 11. His reward for behaving all week was he could do a Shaking Stevens dance and song at the end of the week in front of the class. Great. Fuck knows why the teachers thought punishing 29 kids to reward one was the way to go. No idea where he is now, but I wonder if he ever teamed up for a duet with Sam's Elvis guy. <laughs> I, I like that. I haven't got any further intel on weird Elvis guy yet. I have been trying to do a bit of research trapping, tracking down, but... Um, Here's one. Morning, gents. I went to a school with a kid who, from the first day to the last, would scoot around classrooms and hallways on his chair's hind legs, making full-on Formula One <laughs> noises and pulling <laughs> off handbrake turns. It wasn't just a case of him fucking about, as he'd often go on about being training for a Grand Prix and once said he could sort my dad out a Mercedes for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I'm training. I'm training to actually race in Formula One. This is part of the training. I have to go around school on a chair. If you if, if you don't believe me, I'll get your dad a free Mercedes. But How do you scoot around on the hind legs of a chair? You sort of raise, you raise the front legs, and then you literally use your ass to propel the back legs along, making a horrible scraping sound yeah. on the floor. Fuck is what yeah. I imagine. Being a young dickhead, so. this is from Rick, by the way. Being a young dickhead, I was sucked in by this bullshit. But when I told the old man, I was rightfully called a gullible cunt and no more was said about it. What? Dad, um, there's a kid at school says he can get you a free Mercedes. Oh, I use this. Oh, it's my friend. He's, um, he's training to be a Formula One driver. Oh, yeah. What, for Mercedes? Yes, and he said he'd get you a free car. And he's your age, is he? Yes, he is. Son, you're a gullible <laughs> cunt. <laughs> let's never speak of this ever again <laughs> sit down I've got something I need to tell you <laughs> you my son are a gullible cunt <laughs> uh, um, Dylan White this is quite a revelation drop the shit it's time to admit he says um, he says alright lads loving the pods but there's something I need to get off my chest I fucking love fish cakes how about yeah. that Sam mm. Uh, the first chance I get when the chippy reopens, I'm going straight in there to order one. Anyone who doesn't like it can fuck right off. Well, Cheers for hearing that. I feel better already. Yeah, I feel good about it because, I mean, I I wouldn't say... I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't eat fish anymore, but I, the, the point is, I don't want to go over all ground, but just to be clear again... No, of course not. I wasn't a habitual fish cake orderer. I think that was one mm. of the only times in my life I ordered a fish cake, and I did it mm. because I was extremely stressed and anxious and I panicked mm. right however so I'm not here to defend fish cakes say our oh, fish cakes are actually great however I would say I don't understand how they have sort of become synonymous with losers like the fish cake is what a loser orders in a chippy yeah. right and for this bloke to get in touch and just be up front and go do you know what I fucking love fish cakes I go good on you mate good on you you're like my <laughs> mate little Elvis from school you're living life on your own fucking terms and you refuse to let society's judgments change the way you live. If you were someone who ate fish again, Sam, would you go into a chippy again and order fish cake? Willingly? Well, probably I wouldn't because it wouldn't be on my top three list of chip shop orders if I was still eating fish and meat. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't not do it. Let's leave it at that. Would you... Would you not do it in order to kind of rid yourself of that psychic baggage that you've got? 
Psychological baggage almost. My main problem is the fish cakes that they serve in chippies are actually quite thin and floppy in comparison to the like meatier kinds you might get in a upmarket fish restaurant. Or in Japan. Or in Japan. So I would probably go in and I would I would get closure because I'd walk into my local chippy, which by the way is open. I ran past it yesterday and it fucking it practically lured me in like the fucking We've got a few chippies that are open. Oh, yeah, I noticed my. that on his email. I thought, what, when the chippy reopens? Yeah, what are you I'm talking sorry, about? They're but, all fucking yeah. I got a chippy delivery the other week. And um uh yeah, I'd go in and I'd go Can I have a large chips and five fish cakes? Yeah, you can't just have one. Because they're too small for me, Jack. And I'd fucking... I would look at the Greek lad's eyes, because they're Greek, Mm. and I would not fucking blink. I would hold his gaze until he started... No one ever has five ready in the heater. They'd have to go out to the freezer and stick them in the microwave. You'd have to hang around, wouldn't you? I know. Or order them on Just Eat. Sometimes I don't mind hanging around in the chippy waiting for an order, because I like to watch them go about their business, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. This to me it's not a chore. I'll like I'll go down and just say, Yeah, you know, I need four cod and they go, Oh you have to wait, we have to cook some more cod. No, Good. No, I will. No problem, mate. Fucking Can I come round that side and have a look? This is free entertainment to me, you cunt. <laughs> I'm watching you like animals in a zoo perform for me. <laughs> go. <laughs> Batter the fucking fish. <laughs> it's like what the the skills programs we used to watch. Well, they would show you how a factory would work oh, and how was, things would get made. I was made. talking to my kids about that today. That, right, is one of the things that I miss watching most. And that is worthy of mm. deep dog. So I was talking today to kids about how they make crisps. Because mm. every kid, when we were kids, attempted to do homemade crisps and failed. Right? Everyone tried it. No one succeeded. Yeah. If it was that easy, Sir John Walker's crisp wouldn't be the multi-millionaire he is today. Right? It's, there's a magic formula to making crisps and no one can do it in the home. But everyone tried. Kids nowadays don't because kids are less adventurous, aren't they? They're all on the TikToks when they should be trying to make crisps. But I remember me, me grand did it once and pulled it off pretty much. Were they, were they actually crispy? Yeah, are you sure? yeah. I'll tell you why she's yeah. dead. Because Sir John Walkers would have caught wind of that and had her assassinated. <laughs> her out. Yeah. Sir John, all of our worst <laughs> fears have been realised. <laughs> Don't tell me. Yes. One of the civilian people has worked out how to do homemade crisps. Okay. Execute order 66. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah, they would have wiped her out. It's like the geezers. It's it's like the way the petroleum industry always had anyone who invented an electric car killed, didn't they? I mean, they waited about another 15 years until they did it, but that's what they do, isn't it? That's so how they. That's how they. Yeah, cover their tracks to alleviate the, the blame. But from that themselves. watching yeah, watching a crisp factory, watching a sweet factory, all of that shit is bloody great. And I don't know why mm. they don't still show it. I'm going to look at some on YouTube after this. There is, there, there is, there is something. There's a show called How It's Made or something, and I think it's on Discovery Channel. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to watch some of those. And I don't want yeah, narrative. The, I don't. I don't need a voiceover. I don't need anything. I just need to see the machines just working to watch it. Yeah. and maybe a bit of music. That's it. I'm looking, they've got uh, a YouTube channel as well, How It's Made, and there seems to be over 1,400 different ones, and they're all under five minutes. Is it all in America? I, I would rather see British factories. I'm not being xenophobic. Uh, I think but... it's an American-made thing, but there's all sorts. There's chairs, steel bicycles, wood watches, lithographs, raw pet food, yeah. um, honeycomb candles, moccasins, condoms, uh, Thai barbecues. 
It's all on YouTube, mate. What would be your main Megaphones. thing? What would be your main thing you'd look for? I don't know. I'd, I'd do what I'm doing now. I'd scroll through and just click on anything for that me, fancy. Crisps, but another really good one. Yeah. Uh, rock. You know, like Brighton Rock. rock. Seaside Rock. Oh, yeah. Watching that being made think, is absolute knockout. I think that's been done recently as well. I think Greg Wallace or someone's done that. Yeah, I've definitely seen it before. That's how I yeah. know I want to see it again. I mean, it's absolutely well, blinding. Stick it in YouTube, it'll be there. Mm, I will. Uh, just right, talking of things we've watched, I've gone back to the 74 World Cup again, and I've just got a yeah. quick thought on it. I watched it last night. It's almost my favourite so far. The first three I watched was 82, 86 and 90, which were the three World Cups of my youth. Then I went back to 74, which was mm. a year before I was born. So it was the first one I've watched, which was pre, what I call PD, pre-Delaney. Pre yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but my response to it was even more emotional than the ones mm. that I had before. I don't know why. But on a footballing note, and obviously the football's probably the least important part of it, but they do a really long final. Like they devote about 20 minutes to the final, Germany versus right, yeah. Holland. Now, as someone who wasn't alive at the time, the narrative that I've been raised with by the footballing gods is that Holland were one of the most beautiful in football sides of all time. And they were Ooh. absolutely robbed by a, you know, cynical and efficient German team. And then Ooh. again, robbed subsequently by Argentinians. And isn't it a shame? Well, I watched the game last night and my whole world for you changed because it was an incredible match of football like much better yeah. than any sort of match you see these days I mean and players who sometimes you watch old football and you think those players wouldn't be any good today they're shit in comparison to today's players everyone is brilliant right Beckenbauer who's a veteran is sensational the Dutch great our old mate Paul Breitner who when this podcast first started we did a lot of stuff on Paul Breitner and I'd forgotten about and he what a player I mean, I had never yeah. seen him play. He was incredible. He was the left back, but he almost was like the playmaker, right? Yeah. I just want to say, and I know it's football chat, which is almost banned on this podcast, but the German team that won the 1974 World Cup were fucking brilliant. And the Dutch were undone by that twat Johan Cruyff who fucking bitched and moaned all the way through the game to the English <laughs> referee who was awesome called, is it Jack Taylor? Jack, Jack Taylor it was, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. What a man well, he But he gave is. a penalty in the second minute, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He didn't give yeah, a shit. Not fucking about at one penalty. Point, he's having a right go at all of the players. At one point, one like um, Cruyff is really a little, like, stuck-up, little like, uptight twat, right? Who's mm. entitled, he's arrogant, he thinks he should get every decision. He's getting marked out of the game, basically, and he's got the ump about it. And he's going to... Mm. At one point, Jack Taylor, who is a massive, beefy man, he, looked, yeah. he, he looks like Alf Roberts from Corrie, <laughs> right? At one point, he literally, you never see refs do this anymore. He looks over at a bit of like trouble going on between Cruyff and one of the German players. And all he does is he pulls this psychotic face. He doesn't bother walking over to him. He can't be fucked. And he just raises his fist at them and waves it <laughs> like an angry neighbour does with a kid after he's kicked the ball. He just goes, <laughs> a comic. Yeah. <laughs> and waves his fist and they stop. That's how Brilliant. hard Jack Taylor is. Okay, now. Anyway, I enjoyed that. There we go. Um, yeah, that's about it for this one. Um, if you're IFS, going to be some changes in the next few days. We're introducing some more episodes, uh, but there will be a little bit of a premium to pay, so there'll be different tiers, and we'll be doing a, a newsletter and a, a post on Patreon about all that. 
So hopefully you'll stick with us and but join new, us on our journey. We hope you do. To, but uh, not just Tokyo. new tiers, there will be new content coming too. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to yeah. be, some of it's dead exciting. It is, isn't it? <laughs> About all of it is. We're branching out. But it'll still yeah. be us two talking bollocks, so don't worry about that. That's essentially that. what it'll always be, forever yeah. and ever. Oh, man, until we get beheaded in Mexico. <laughs> so uh, there we are. Thanks for listening. Uh, have a good weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah, TTFN. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.